Good afternoon, all my beauty professionals, and thank you for joining me at Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. And don't forget that you can find me on YouTube at Ms. V's Beauty Tutorials, where I teach classes anywhere from theory to skateboard and how to do nails, skin, and hair, all kind of procedures. So check me out on there. What I wanted to talk to you guys today about was um, how to choose a salon that fits you when you get out of school. You know, so you finish school, you got your license. Now what? The question is, do you wait until you've done these things to look for a salon or should you be looking while you're in school? My personal take on that is really I would encourage you to look for a salon while you're in school doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to be the exact one so let's say you find a salon that you like I used to encourage my students to go in there and get a service done don't necessarily tell them that you want to work there because then they'll put their best behavior on but if you go in there and you want to get a service they just look at you as another client, right? So of course they're gonna behave the way they normally behave on a work day. And it's for you to really get a feel for the atmosphere. If that's somewhere where you would wanna work, how do they interact with each other? So you're checking the scene out. If that's somewhere that you would wanna work, would it fit your personality? But there's all these things to consider when you're starting off in the salon. First off, do you want to own your own? Are you just jumping right into having your own salon? And, um, you know, that's a whole nother aspect. How big do you want the salon? Do you want renters in there? How many uh, are you going to offer everything? So really, that's where your business plan comes in and you're, you know, writing menus on what you want to offer and the pricing in mind, but, and I'll talk about that in another podcast, as far as opening up a business, you know, you want to call around to, or look up at least neighboring businesses in the area that you're thinking about opening up and looking at their prices, because you don't want to see that they're only offering, you know, $20 for a haircut and you're charging 85 for a haircut, you know? Not to say that you don't deserve that for a haircut, but what I'm saying is it just makes you look like you're overpriced. So you gotta be somewhere in the middle of that. So these are all things to consider. When you go in the salon, do you wanna start right off being a stylist? Are you going to rent a chair in the salon? Or are you planning on working somewhere where you'll be apprenticing? And so that's a whole nother issue as well, because you want to find a salon that when you do apprentice under a stylist or under more than one stylist, that they are really teaching you and helping you to grow and not the kind of people that will just keep you in that level for three years before you move up to being a stylist. I just think that's ridiculous because you are licensed now and it's not like you're totally inexperienced. Although I will say school and the salon are two different experiences. Yes, 
But one thing's for sure is everything that you learned in school, no matter how many years you're in this industry, sometimes you got to go back to the basics to achieve something that you want to achieve on a client. So to ridicule school as if it never did anything for you is ridiculous because every stylist knows that at some point when they're doing a style, they just got to go right back to what they learned in freshman class. Anybody um, who who uh, has been in this industry for a while would tell you that. So my point is, you know, learning those boundaries of when you've been taken for granted and when you're really in an atmosphere where they're appreciating your work. And that's what you want. If you're going to apprentice for somebody, it has to be someone who's going to take you under their wing, teach you everything that they know to help you become a successful stylist. And if that's the the path that you want to take, I'm not going to discourage it completely because some people are not confident with their own skills and they feel, you know, I get it. You're just getting out of school. So to be out there on your own without your teachers anymore, without someone there to, to kind of hold your hand through is scary. I would say six months to a year, that's healthy apprenticing. I'm sorry, three and four years is ridiculous. That's someone who's not interested in seeing you grow and they're keeping you stagnated. So at that point, you would want to consider working somewhere else. Um, what else? In school, when would you start looking? You know, in the beginning, you're kind of learning all the foundational things. Um, you're in freshman class for so many hours. And don't get me wrong, because what I'm painting here is a picture that you've gone to a good school and you're getting the right education. I know that there's different scenarios out there and it's unfortunate because I've had a lot of students that transferred from schools where they were not getting an education, where they were just sitting in class with their textbooks. The teachers were coming in left and right, you know, new teachers coming in every week. So I get it. But in the best case scenario, this is how school should be. In the beginning, at least the first 200 hours or so, you're learning the fundamentals of everything, your basic foundation of everything, how to cut hair, how to drape, how to do scalp treatments, how to section, how to hold a comb in your shears, how to perm, how to roll a perm, how to section for a perm, how to elevate the hair during a haircut, and what are the effects when you elevate the hair a certain way for a haircut, how to do manicures, pedicures, how to do silk wraps, nail tips and acrylics, gel polish if they have time how to do basic facials, scrub facials, how to do electrical facials, how to do makeup. Uh, if it's extra time, how to do special effects makeup, how to do eyebrows, how to wax, all these things you're learning in freshman class. So on average, from what I'm used to teaching, it takes about 10 weeks. And even that is not covering some of the things that you want to give your students, but it's giving them the basics, right? And then you go out onto the floor and you have your senior experience or in some schools, it's sophomore, junior, whatever. 
and those instructors out there are now giving you more real world stuff because now you're working on clients so they're adding on to the foundation that you've built from freshman class or it should be that way I would say in that point when you get to about maybe mm, <coughs> excuse me when you get to maybe about six between six to eight hundred hours I would say start looking but before then I would say while you're in freshman class you're building up your portfolio on your social media and then when you get out on the floor on your social media you're posting your hours at the school and you're saying hey I'm here from this time to this time come in and get a haircut come in and get your color touched up come in get some highlights you know catch me my appointments are running out you know I got two spots left I leave here at 4 30 blah 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 you don't give your personal number out to clients that's in school and out make a google phone number a google business phone number where they can contact you there never give your personal number out I've had instances where the students did that and usually the school has a card you can give them that or you can give them your Google phone number but I've had where clients called the students at three in the morning oh are you gonna be there are you gonna come on man so this is not to put you in harm's way in any way also start looking for salons start going into different salons and getting services salons that you think that would be a good match for you and ask questions find out about their programs if they have apprenticing programs you know salons come in schools too looking for students also check them out see what they have to offer you know sometimes though it's so hard because salons will come in and and they seem like they have it all together and then you get there and they're not telling you anything you're just kind of sitting around they used to have, where I used to work they used to have the externship program where the students could go to the salon once a week they could get up to eight hours outside school time in the salon and in that time really the salon owner you know would take the student under their wing and kind of just educate them on everything they're doing just so that student gets that experience and you're not getting paid for it you're getting clock hours for it I always thought that was such a great program but ever so often a student would get a hold of a salon where they just worked on clients all day and I get it you're busy but you have someone here who's you know wanting to learn and they wouldn't have them do anything but clean that's not a good salon to be in especially once you get licensed you're not just the cleanup girl so when I first started in the industry I remember working for this lady and I would say I guess I was her apprentice but she allowed me to have my own clients too so I worked on commission and that's another thing we're going to talk about do you want to work on commission or do you want to rent or do you want to work somewhere where they offer salary and commission so these are all things to consider um anyway she had me kind of apprenticing for her but she didn't just have me cleaning all day although I was responsible for cleaning 
She allowed me to watch her. She had me shampoo her clients, blow dry her clients and get them prepped for her. Sometimes she'd have me get started on their service and then she would come in. So you want somebody like that. I appreciated that. I didn't appreciate it then, but I appreciate it now. So, um, yeah, you just, you really want to make sure you get in the right place that fits you. And how do you know that? Don't wait till the last minute. Be and the reason why I say that, the reason for this whole podcast really is because you don't want to get discouraged and then just give up on this career. Believe it or not, 80% of licensed cosmetologists, no, how's it go? Um, yes, 80% of licensed cosmetologists will not renew their licenses after the first two years, 80%. And then I've had people come back and tell me, oh, I have a real job now, as if this isn't a real job. It is a real job, but I will tell you this, you get out of it what you put into it. So if you're from that generation where you think that when you go in a salon on a day that is not busy and you have nothing to do and no clients are in, that you'll leave and go home and the salon will call you when a client walks in, they're not going to do that. They're going to give that client to the person who's there. So what do you do on those slow days? You should have mannequins. You should have a tripod. Hey, so-and-so, could you teach me that haircut that you were doing on that client the other day? Or could you teach me this latest haircut here? You know, could you... Um, Take some time with me and help me with my foiling. I'm still not confident with that. This is the time to take advantage and pick the brains of all the stylists who are in there. That you, The ones that you know work hard and really are banging with their clients. You want to pick their brains, everybody's brains, the owner, all of them. That's what helps you become a success. So some days you go to work, you may not make any money if you're renting. If you're on salary and commission, you won't make any commission, but at least you'll get your hourly wage. So, you know, there's different options out there when you're starting out. Commission, if you're working on commission only and you have a slow day, you're not going to make any money, but you will get the knowledge if you're willing to put in. Uh, you want to be in a salon that offers education. You know, they're always teaching new things. They have classes once a week on Mondays. The salon is closed and they're having, you know, so-and-so come in from this company to teach you on the latest straightening techniques or whatever. That's a, a plus to be in a salon like that where you're always growing because the more education you get, the more you can tack on to your price tag, right? Because you're becoming more specialized in those areas. You want to, hold on, let me take a sip of coffee. Consider you know, everyone has different financial situations. And this is, I'm telling you what I've told students in the past because they've asked this. Well, should I start off renting? Should I start off with this? You know, everybody has a different financial situation. So if you're just starting out and this is 
literally your first job and you're building up a clientele, I probably wouldn't start off with renting. I prop my best thing for me. I have to speak on my behalf. I can't speak for everyone. Back then, I probably would have preferred because I always worked on commission. I probably would have preferred to have an hourly wage and a commission because you have a wage whether or not you're having any clients and then when you do a client the commission is a bonus added on to that right um if you have a job already let's say a a full-time job that you're not ready to give up yet until your clientele starts to kick in well then maybe you want to just work on commission But let's say you're coming from a position where you really don't have to do this if you don't want to, but this is something you've always been passionate about. So the money's not an issue. You know, your bills are going to get paid whether or not you have any clients, then rent because you would be self-employed, but inside of a building, if that makes sense. So when you're renting, you're really, you're following your own rules, really but you're under the guidelines of the salon owner, right? So that means that you're buying all your products. You're responsible for bringing all your stuff, your schedule, your time. Um, The guidelines in the salon may be though that, you know, certain hours you can't be in the salon or certain uniforms everybody has to wear. Those are the guidelines. But as far as when your clients come within those boundaries, you have the say so you get all the money but then it's up to you to invest that money back into your products and whatever else so these are all things for you to consider and you say oh miss v i should do that while i'm in school yes you should why wait and i will tell you this and i learned this at a teacher's conference and it always stuck with me this was in 2016 I want to say and it was a milady's class and I'll never forget what he said he said um, you would be doing your students a disservice by not telling them to build up a clientele on social media and that's true because a lot of my students 50% of their clientele has come from their Instagram accounts or their Facebook accounts. So with that, I tell you the newer generation, online, online, but it has to be strictly business. Um, Remember not to give out your personal information. It's all business. Hey, I'm in the salon today from this time to this time. You know, I got two appointments left book me because my appointments are you know running out fast blah 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 so just to let you know that let's see what else I know there's more stuff I wanted to tell you guys there's something else that I wanted to tell you Um, about education always educating yourself Uh, interviewing okay so let's say you get into the interview part this is what I tell 
my students and what I've told them in the past. And I learned this the hard way myself. When you go on an interview, I actually pre-write questions that I may have. Now, I have not worked in a salon in, ooh, it's been 11 years now. The last salon I worked in, it was a spa. It was a really cute spa, and it was with two estheticians, two of the coolest people I ever worked with in this industry, honestly. They were best friends, and they went to the the college that I was teaching at, the beauty college that I was teaching at. So I was teaching full time from one to 9.30 at night, but from 10 to 12, I was working in their spa. Well, they actually went to the school that I was working at together, esthetician program. So they did their facials, waxing, you know, massage, all that stuff. Then they needed a nail tech. So I ended up going in there as a nail technician. I did nails and then it was so nice because they were going to expand their spa and actually put a hair chair in there for me to do extensions. They taught me how to wax their way and they were going to teach me how to do Brazilian waxing, you know, offered me to do massage if I wanted to. It was just super cool. But when I went for this interview, I wrote down questions that I wanted to know. So I would encourage you when you go in for your interview, not to be intimidated because the question is not only do they want me to work here for them? The question is, do I want to work here also? So they may want you to work there, but when you find out about their policies or when you find out about their atmosphere and how things are managed, the question is, do you want to work there? So just remember that, uh, and this goes to anybody, when you're going into a job interview, it's a two-way thing. You're deciding if you want to work there and they're deciding if they want you, if you're a good fit for that company. So go with questions. When they ask you, do you have any questions for me? Yes, I do. I have a few questions here. So the first thing is, you know, how do you handle a client that comes in and they're making a stylist feel uncomfortable? They're harassing. How do you guys handle that situation? Would I get in trouble by refusing a service or, you know, how does that work? That's a that's a real legitimate question. Or if someone comes in with a head fungus or a nail fungus, do you guys turn those clients away? How would you feel if I turned that client away? You know, because some salons overlook that and they'll work on it anyway, even though they know legally we're not supposed to. So these are all questions you want to know. Anything that you want to know about that company, you ask. So I feel like I have more to say, but right now, I guess that's it. You know, so we talked about what you want to do, if you want to rent, if you want to work on commission, if you want to start off on salary and commission, if you're apprenticing, how long should you apprentice? 
I say six months to a year. I think three years is ridiculous to have a licensed cosmetologist in a position where they're like assisting. That's ridiculous. Um, I feel like you should be in a salon that's always offering education and they are out there because that means they want you to be the best stylist that you can be. I feel like you should be somewhere where they are mentoring you and uh, molding you fresh out of school into the best stylist or business owner that you can be. And in other words, once you've gotten to a certain level in my salon, am I willing to encourage you when I see the leadership in you to go out there and get your own salon? Are you working in an environment like that? You want someone who sees your potential and helps it to flourish. That's what you want. Um, social media, social media, social media. I cannot say it enough for this newer generation. Business only. Do not mix it up where you're out with your friends on the beach. And then the next you did this really wonderful updo. Don't do that. Only your business whether you do makeup, whether you do eyelashes, whether you do extensions, you make wigs, you, you, um, you know, you specialize in nails, whatever your specialty is, market it on social media, business phone, DM for appointments. That's it. Uh, and I would say last but not least to always work in humility, not in arrogance, Always be willing to learn, even from mistakes. We all make mistakes. The misconception is that practice makes perfect, but that is not true. Practice makes you a lot better because imperfect beings can never be perfect. So just remember that. Don't be too hard on yourself. And please, no matter how many years you are in this industry, always have an open heart and an open mind to learn something new and when the chance comes for you to mentor someone always be willing to mentor them without the insecurities and fear that they will outshine you because the truth is if they're younger than you you want to see them flourish beyond what you've done how many times have I seen my students go out there and really just do the thing to the greatest and way beyond what I have taken it or where I could take it. Um, and I'm just proud and I'm not afraid. There are no, no secrets in the recipe, you know, for what, when you get insecure like that, that's when you, you don't grow. So I'm going to leave it at that, guys. I hope this helped you. I want to thank you so much for listening to Ms. V's Real Beauty Talk. And think about it. How to choose a salon that fits you. If you're in school, you should be looking already. And don't forget, go in there and make an appointment. Don't let them know that you're thinking about working there. And you guys have a wonderful week. Bye.